This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, we now have definitive proof the FBI was uh, working with Twitter to censor Americans and rig elections. Not only were they working with Twitter, they were paying Twitter. This is the most outrageous, uh, revealing Twitter file drop of them all. And what's the reaction from uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, my senior senator and the worst person in Washington? Let's investigate Elon Musk. That's, that's what uh, Pocahontas wants to do. We got uh, that whole story, all the details. Then we got uh, Joe Biden. We got a couple of good Joe Biden gaffes. And a Joe, Joe, Biden, Joe Biden sat down for a one-on-one interview. He doesn't do that often, but he sat down with some actress, and they had a grand old time. It's hilarious. You have to see it. We got it. We'll play it. Uh, you got to file this under. It's not really happening there, is it? Up in Maine, a, a social worker gave a young girl, a young kid, uh, a chest binder to help her on a transition, secretly, of course. We have that story in the New York Post. The New York Post calls people who are protesting a drag queen story hour. You know, when men dress up as women, mock women, and then uh, uh, read to little kids. New York Post calls that hateful and bigotry. Amazing. You can't, it's, it's everywhere now. It's everywhere. At the White House, KJP, cringe Jean-Pierre, blames the people who say the border's open for the open border, for the surge at the border. It's amazing. It's, there is a reason gaslighting is the word of the year. Speaking of words, Stanford wants to ban a bunch of words. Stanford, including blacklist and black sheep and, you know, blind trust and all these other, they, they no, no longer want their students referring to themselves as American. That word, American, is now hateful at what was once one of America's finest universities. Willie McGinnis, former Patriot, is in big trouble. We'll tell you what he did on video. And uh, we have to commend Detroit, the Pistons, for what they did when Kyrie Irving stepped to the free throw line. This is just perfect. This is hilarious. We'll tell you about that and lots more on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by... Uh, Omaha Steaks, there's still time. There's still time. It's Christmas almost, but uh, you can still achieve gift and greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, delicious Omaha Steaks. This is it. This is the, the gift that everybody will love. No one has ever gotten Omaha Steaks and said, damn, I was hoping for, for socks. I was hoping for a tie. No, this is how you do it. This is how you make everybody on the list, thrilled with the gift you give. They put together a delicious selection of gift packages to make shopping for the ones you love nice and easy. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off statewide, site-wide, plus use code word Jerry at checkout to get an additional $40 off your order. Omaha Steaks has everything you need to give a gift that's simply perfect. They got the bone, uh, the butcher's cut filet, the air-chilled boneless chicken, and the ultra-juicy burgers, which is pretty much what I have for dinner every night. Don't wait. Order today. Beat the rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code JERRY at checkout. Minimum order may be required. And, you know, while you're sitting there at your computer doing your shopping, pick up some Callahan Coffee, callahancoffee.com. And and by the way, mypillow.com, not a bad idea either. Code word JERRY. Uh, we got lots to get to, man. Yesterday we had more stuff, more stuff. They could have done an eight-hour show yesterday, but we're trying to. We're uh, we're Newsmax now, as we've announced. We're part of the Newsmax family. We're going to keep this under an hour. We're going to keep it tight. Um, by the way, you are if you're if you're a Newsmax viewer, like I am, you are going to get sick of me, man. I'll just uh, tell you right now. I'm going to be on Newsmax, Newsmax like all day, every day for the next four days. Turn on Newsmax, you will see me. I'm on a show. Forget the name of the show. I got to get. I got a whole list. Right after we're done here, I'll be on Newsmax. I'll be on tonight, tomorrow. They're uh, they're uh, putting it out there, Ironhead. We are uh, part of the Newsmax family, and they're gonna. Uh, you, you'll be on National Report at 10:45. Yeah, National Report. That's what I'm on. At 1045, you'll get to see this 
this pretty face on Newsmax. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like Mike Lindell or William Devane. Every you turn on, you'll see me. So check it out. Newsmax on Comcast is one, 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 five, put it up there, make it one of your, uh, make it one of your favorites. Check it out. There's lots of good shows. I've been watching Newsmax for, for a long time. Lots of good shows, including what is it again? National report at 1045. I hope we're talking about some of the things we're going to talk about here today because it's my favorite subject. I told you, I think it's, it's my favorite subject. What a disgrace my senior center is. And I I have to blame all my neighbors, people on my street here, because I know lots of them voted for her. I just assume they don't pay attention. They just don't know what a despicable human being she is. We've gone over this before. This is a woman whose whole career is based on a lie she lied on her application, said she was a uh, Native American. We've shown you the application before. From there, everything she's achieved professionally was based on a lie. She stole a spot from a Native American because she lied about her heritage. The, the Har- Harvard bragged that they had the first woman of color on their staff, uh, and it was her. It was Elizabeth Warren. That is the first Go ahead, throw any any headshot of Liz Warren up there and take a look at the first woman of color to, to teach at Harvard Law. We know she taught one course, made 400000 and then later on complained about the cost of college. That always uh, makes me laugh. She also wants to put pregnancy crisis centers out of business. She wants to outlaw them, ban them, because she loves abortion. She hates these people who try to save children, who try to counsel young women and help them uh, choose life. That is, there you go. That's the first woman of color faculty member at Harvard Law. That would be a career ender for most people. That's a career ender, certainly for a Republican. For some reason, it didn't slow her down. Uh, Obviously, the media is in her back pocket. The the Boston Globe carried her, uh, or pretended, or or tried to to, to carry the lie and, and, and deny it and say she's actually Native American. The story, as you recall, blew up in their face. Everybody knows she lied. Everybody knows she had, she doesn't, she didn't earn anything. Every she's worth now $12 million. She's gotten rich as a Senator. Uh, and that's, that's fine. You want to get rich. You want to play all the angles and, and uh, enrich you and your family go nuts. But here's what drives me nuts is these people, this is a Senator. This is a, a, a allegedly a smart person. They don't appreciate the makers. They, they, they're to serve the takers. They're there to serve the people sitting in the wagon. They don't, they have real animosity toward the people pushing the wagon or pulling the wagon. The people that make this country go are the people who run businesses, who pay taxes, who hire people. Top of the list would be Elon Musk. Can we all agree with that? Elon Musk is the single biggest taxpayer. He's paid more in taxes than any American in the last year, uh, probably the last few years, but I believe last year he paid 11 billion in taxes. You would think a good tax and spend socialist like Liz Warren would appreciate that. She'd say, thank God for people like Elon Musk. That's how, you know, he, he pays my salary. He pays for all this lavish lifestyle I have. And, and he employs people. There's 110,000 employees even after laying off whatever it is, 7,000 at Twitter. Uh, he, he, he created the, the most innovative cutting edge electric car company. And for that, he was a hero. He, he's, he's trying to send a man to Mars. I mean, he sat there and built a, a, a rocket ship company from nothing. He's the world's greatest innovator. One of the world's smartest men, despite what Keith Oldman says, and a guy who more than pays his fair share by any definition, this man is paying more than his fair share. That's always what Liz Warren wants you to do. But Joe Biden wants you to pay your fair share. Is anyone to say anyone out there going to say 11 billion is not enough for one man? He is a great American and a hero. And what he's done, what he did, you know, the the last few years with Tesla and SpaceX, everyone agreed. Great man, great, great uh, contribution to this country. Well, what did he do last spring? He bought Twitter. 
He bought Twitter. And what has he done the last few weeks? He's exposed Twitter for what it is. It's a it's an arm of the Democrat Party. It was an arm of the Biden campaign. He's exposed corruption like we've never seen before. And let's be honest, when we were complaining about Twitter, you know, banning Trump, kicking the conservatives off the platform, uh, 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 censoring doctors who questioned Fauci, what did they say? What did the Liz Warrens of the world say? They said, hey, it's a private company. They can do what they want. It's, private. it's not First Amendment violation. That has to be the government. So what happens when he shows you, when he showed you the, the, the rot in that building, in that company, when he showed you how FBI was working with Twitter to censor not just the sitting president, but anybody who questioned Fauci, who made fun of Rachel Levine, who, who questioned the vaccines, just banned them arbitrarily. Had, Liz Warren had no problem with that. The mainstream media, all these hacks at the Washington Post and New York Times had no problem. Again, the press secretary for Donald Trump DM'd the, Washington, the New York Post story, sent it privately to a friend, uh, said, check this out. For that, Twitter banned her, suspended her. For that. <laughs> it was unbelievably corrupt and, 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 and it, it, it just, you can't even put into words what we've learned over the last couple of weeks about the inner workings of this thoroughly corrupt company and the FBI, which was working with them, which is pressuring. So what's your reaction if you're a public servant, you find out through Twitter, through Musk, that the FBI is totally out of control, totally corrupt, the security state, the intelligence community. It, it, liberals used to fear them, used to, it used to have, be skeptical, cynical about such a thing. Now they're mad that they've been exposed. They're upset that Musk has shined the light, put a little sunlight on this rot, showed you, watch these cockroaches scurry and say, look, this is how it worked. They were literally working hand in hand. There were 80 FBI agents there to work uh, on, on censoring content on Twitter. 80 agents. They were paying Twitter money. We'll get to that. And our reaction from the media and the Democrats is, let's investigate Musk. This is madness. I mean, as as you know, we've asked many times. These are these were alleged liberals: Liz Warren, Ed Markey, AOC, Bernie Sanders. None of them is coming out and saying, "Wow, our our, our intelligence community, our FBI, was out of control." These are men with guns. <laughs> these are men who can put you in prison for the rest of your life. And they were completely, thoroughly, 100% corrupt. They were, they were lying. They were, they were uh, breaking the law. They were violating people's First Amendment rights. And these alleged liberals are, are, are upset that they've been exposed. This is the biggest scandal of our lives. Nothing even comes close it, it gets worse every day. Yesterday again was the worst day yet on these uh, for for exposing these people uh, on the on the Twitter files. And here's the reaction as the latest batch dropped, showing exactly what happened with the Hunter Biden laptop, showing how the FBI had it in its possession. They had it. They knew it was real. They knew it was Hunter's. They knew it that it was not Russian disinformation. They knew it was not hacked material. They knew all that. And they went out to San Francisco or Silicon Valley and lied, told the social media companies, Twitter and others, to be wary, to be watching uh, for Russian uh, disinformation and something that will pertain to Hunter. So they knew it was legit. They knew it wasn't hacked. They knew it wasn't Russian. And they told them, they told the folks at Twitter and Facebook and others to, to, to red flag it if you see it. They were getting prepared. And how did they know? Because they hacked Rudy Giuliani's electric uh, uh, computer and his phone. They were snooping on the president's lawyer, learning what was coming on the New York Post. And they made a preemptive strike, went out there and said, uh, censor this. That's amazing that we've learned. This has been confirmed. And here's your reaction from my senior senator. When this all comes out yesterday morning. 
She writes, Elon Musk took over Twitter, but he's still the CEO of Tesla. That raises legal concerns. Is he creating conflicts of interests? Is he misappropriating company resources? Tesla is not Musk's private plaything. I've got many questions for the Tesla board. So she's threatening Tesla because the owner of Twitter revealed just how corrupt, <laughs> just how evil this the, 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 the FBI is and just how uh, they were working to to suppress, to, to deny Americans their First Amendment rights. That's the reaction you get from a senator, a prominent senator. How is that not, how does that not infuriate everybody? How is that not part of the scandal that you see in all these mainstream media outlets and they're upset at, at Musk? Not at the FBI, not at James Baker, not at Joe Biden, not at all the people at, you know, Yoel Roth and Vijay J. Gotti and, and then Jack Dorsey. Not at them. They're not the ones who did this, who rigged this election, who denied Americans the right to speak, who denied doctors the right to offer their opinions about, about COVID, about vaccines. Just shut them down. And by the way, the Fauci files have yet to drop. That is coming. And that's going to be amazing because they'll, you know, Liz Warren and the whole rest of the AOC, the whole bunch of them, all the networks will defend Fauci when we learn what Fauci did to deny Americans their right to speak. But this just amazes me, amazes me that even if you're a nut job, crazy socialist like Liz Warren, you can't appreciate the, the, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit of this man, this, this risk taker who's, who's done so much for this country, who's employed so many people, who's innovated, who's, who's, who's made electric cars cool. That should be enough so that you would, would respect him and, and support him. But no, he has fought to expose corruption and restore free speech and that pisses off Liz Warren. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a stronger indictment of this awful, evil woman. She hates when Americans get to speak freely. If they're not on her team, she hates that. Are we going to see any honest liberal step up and say, man, our security state, our, our FBI was out of control. Okay, let's get to it. Let's get to it. And then we'll get to the Biden gaffes because they're hilarious. We have some funny ones today. Like we like we do most days. But yesterday, these Twitter files, uh, what number was it? Seven. Twitter files seven dropped yesterday through Michael Schellenberger, independent journalist. And it confirms exactly what we thought, that uh, they did this preemptive strike to stop the public from learning the truth about the Biden crime family. It worked. In fact, when it was over, the FBI, when, when Biden won, the FBI and, and Twitter were celebrating what more do you need to know? They won. They pulled it off. They succeeded, which is amazing. But this could be my favorite part. Uh, I don't know what number it is, but uh, see if you can find the number. Uh, uh, they, they paid Twitter. They paid them $3,415,323 for doing their bidding, essentially, uh, for working on behalf of the Biden campaign to get Biden elected. They paid Twitter. I don't even know what was the, uh, what it was filed under as an expense, but the, the, the Twitter was actually Yoel Roth. And we've gone over it. This sleazy creep who did his doctorate, you know, on grinder. That's how we get a doctorate from the university of Pennsylvania going on grinder and talking about his experience of dating strangers on grind. Uh, and we've shown you him, the, the, the video, he's creepy. He's, he's big liberal and he's uh, a total, total, you know, tyrant. He, he took great pleasure in, in, in uh, censoring people and shutting people down. He didn't like, he was pushing back saying, I'm not sure this is appropriate <laughs> that we're doing all this for you. This is a legit story. The, the New York post is a legit newspaper, but in the end they took the money they did the bidding, they shut down the news, they censored the post, and they won. And at the end, when it was all over, they were essentially high-fiving each other. 
the FBI had so many people working at Twitter. They had their own Slack channel. They had their own group chat every day on which Americans they were going to target and, uh, and, and shut down the, 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 and, and the, the Twitter file yesterday goes all through the uh, chain of events where, uh, John Paul Mac Isaac, who owns the uh, repair shop, uh, gave the laptop to the FBI. They did nothing with it. And then he gave it to Rudy Giuliani and the FBI found out because they were spying on Rudy Giuliani. So they knew it. They had it. The FBI had this and, and sat on it because they were working for the Biden campaign. These are people in the employee of the FBI, in the executive branch, doing everything they can to undermine, to overthrow their boss, the sitting president. I can't think of a, a better example of corruption at the highest level. And very few people in Washington are calling for accountability. Yeah, there it is. The FBI's influence campaign may have been helped by the fact that it was paying Twitter millions of dollars. This is incredible. We knew most of this stuff, or we had an inkling that this was all going to unfold. We certainly knew the whole story about the laptop from hell. But, quote, I am happy to report we've collected $3.4 million since October 2019. Reports an associate of Jim Baker, the guys who at the center of everything. He was the general counsel of the FBI, left FBI, went to, I believe, CNN for a while, the Brookings Institute, then on to Twitter where he worked on behalf of the FBI, who was working on behalf of the Biden family, to censor the news. He was at Twitter when Musk took over. Musk just fired him like two weeks ago. But that guy has to be the first one called before Congress in January. Because this is, this, I mean, this, this, it is staggering, the level of, of, of corruption here, the level of deceit. Uh, and, and, one thing we just assume is they did it every, it wasn't just Twitter. It was Facebook. It was Google. It was, you name it, LinkedIn, Wikipedia. They did it, uh, Instagram. They did it to all of them. The, these people were completely out of control. They were full-time censors working, getting paid by the taxpayers, getting paid by the taxpayers to stop people from learning the truth about one of the candidates to shut down dissent and to rig an election. And when it was over and they won, they succeeded, they celebrated. Just total, total insanity. And I think a big component is the fact that the mainstream media is in on it. They know this and they don't care. Their guy is winning. They don't care. If you want to see a, the best example, and I've mentioned this before, of just how little professional pride, professional dignity the media has, I was just watching. They, they're covering this um, January 6th show trial, this, this joke of a, of, a, of, a, of a hearing, of a commission, of a committee. And, you know, they're going to uh, recommend charges on, against Donald Trump because it's just a bunch of hacks, a bunch of left-wing, you know, hit men and women. And then you get two never-Trumpers on there. They're interviewing Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff is the single biggest liar in Washington. He lied every day for three years about the Russia hoax. He looked in the cameras of CNN and MSNBC and said, I have seen evidence. It is, I've seen it in plain sight. He is guilty. There is collusion. So it turns out he was lying. They don't care. They put him back on TV and they have him a whole new topic. How about we talk January 6th now that we're done with the Russia hoax? If someone lied to me once, I would, I would hate him and, and never trust him again. He lied to him every day for three years, and they put him on there like he's a legit source. They have no pride. These are whores. That's all they are. They're just, and, and we'll get to Martha Raddatz. Just, I mean, I was watching this yesterday. I, I put it on, hell, Fox News covered it. Everyone covered it. And uh, it, it's just comical. It's a trial with no defense, no defense allowed, no dissenting voice, a trial where every single voice sings from the same songbook. <laughs> Liz Cheney, Kinziger, Schiff, you know, Benny Thompson, they all say the same things with the same goal. It's so un-American. It feels like some, something out of the Soviet Union. It really does. And uh, the, uh, fortunately, the public is not buying it. Nobody's watching it. Nobody cares. And they're doing it while the southern border is overrun while the city of El Paso is under siege. They don't care. Liz Warren doesn't care. 
both those things. She's just a, another political hack out to destroy her enemies. And her enemy now is, uh, is uh, Elon Musk, who is a friggin' hero. And by the way, we wait to find out who will replace him as chief twit. I assume he wanted to step down before he put that poll up. He lost the poll. The bots came out. They, you know, mm. they voted heavily against him staying on as CEO. But you know what? He's more into rockets and, and electric cars. He doesn't want to be a full-time chief twit. So he's stepping down. He'll name his successor one of these days. And it'll probably be someone no one's ever heard of, you know, some wonky guy that he knows and uh, that he thinks can handle it and works hard. But we'll find out. I heard that he um, he put that poll up just to trap bots. I thought it was going around yesterday. Oh, that's an interesting. But I voted 17 and a half million votes. I think we're still waiting for Maricopa County. Yeah, it had waiting for the mail-in ballots, and I think it might change. But uh, it had he um, done it that had, poll if he didn't know. If he didn't know, he might lose. Yeah. He didn't. He wouldn't have done that poll if he didn't want to step down. The reason though that it's uh, standing out like that is it had more votes than the Donald Trump poll. And it had half a million less likes. Oh, I see. So it was just yeah, like who it likes was a poll. I mean, why would you? I mean, you just vote in a poll. Why do you like a poll? People like retweet just so pe- more people see it. I mean, these uh, Twitter files have been great. Obviously, the media, the, the you know, you got dummies like Don Lemon saying, "I don't, I don't really care." He doesn't even read it. If you if you don't think this is a big deal, you're not reading them. You don't want to read them. You don't want to hear it. But. I'm not sure they're going to be able to ignore it when the Fauci files drop. Musk has teased it, said, uh, you know, prosecute Fauci. And, and he's, and we're going to find out the links to which he went to shut down dissenting voices, which turned out to be correct. The people who said we shouldn't shut down schools, the people who said the, the vaccine doesn't stop the spread, all the, the guys who were on the right side, the great Barrington declaration guys, were shut down, I'm going to guess, at the insistence of Fauci, whose daughter was working at Twitter at the time. So it's going to get even more uh, sinister in the end, and we're going to find out just what a snake this little man really is. Do you think uh, it's taken so long, though, just because this one's probably going to be the worst, so they're getting all their lawyers? That's a good question. I think any day now. I I didn't know how many parts this was going to come. This was, what, six parts? I know seven yesterday, so there's been seven parts. I'm not sure how it works. I was wondering that. Is is Musk controlling it and saying, I'm going to give you this today, I'm going to give Matt Taibbi this today, and Michael Schellenberger this today, and who gets the Fauci files, and when do they drop? Hopefully before Christmas so we can all enjoy him. And hopefully this little man is not sleeping well. His 82nd birthday is coming up on Christmas Eve, I think. And uh, hopefully, hopefully before, uh, before long, certainly before the uh, Republican Congress uh, starts uh, calling witnesses, we all know the truth about him because some people are still, as you see, some people are still holding out, pretending that he's some kind of public servant, some kind of hero when we know the, that he's just the opposite. He's, you know, people died. People died because he didn't want to uh, people to get all the information about uh, about early treatments, you know, about therapeutics, about about the effects of uh, obesity. I mean, he, he didn't want you to know the truth. He's a pharma. He's a big pharma vaccine salesman is what he is. And I think we're going to learn that uh, beyond any doubt soon. And I look forward to it. But all right, let's let's get to let's get to Biden. Let's get to Biden. We need a laugh. Um, and we got, well, you know what? We'll be doing Twitter files every day. There'll be a new one today. But yesterday was pretty damn revealing. I really suggest you read over it. You just you cannot believe in this country where you grew up respecting the FBI and thinking, you know, watching the, the Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. and every portrayal of the FBI for my most of my life was that these guys were rock solid. These guys were, you know, salt of the earth, you know, American patriots. Well, not anymore. Right now, the FBI is as corrupt as it comes. They are left-wing hacks. They are liars and frauds, and uh, hopefully they name names. It's not just, you know, the FBI. Hopefully from Christopher Ray on down to James Baker, hopefully we name names. Hopefully they are named and shamed and and charged and convicted because these are flat-out criminals is what they are. And uh, it's good to find out. I know it upsets their allies like Liz Warren and 
you know, the New York Times and NBC, but hey, the truth is the truth. And these people are just beyond corrupt. Speaking of corrupt, let's get to uh, Jill and Joe, Joe and Jill settling in for a nice Christmas season while their little granddaughter in Arkansas, Navy Roberts says, why don't they send me a present, mommy? Why don't they hang a stocking for me, mommy? I'm sorry, little girl, your father was a useless crack crackhead. So they don't like you. They pretend you don't exist, but they did hang a stocking for their dog and their cat, just not their youngest granddaughter. That's the kind of people who sat down with uh, Drew Barrymore. Talk about a hard-hitting interview. What's the difference, though, if you sit down with Drew Barrymore? If you're Joe Biden and you have a choice, Drew Barrymore, uh, Leslie Stahl, Jake Tapper, what's the difference? They're all a bunch of, you know, lick spittles. None of them's going to ask any tough questions. You want to do this first or you want to get to the, the, the gaffes? Because the, the, let's. Do, I want to do the Uncle Frank. Get to Uncle Frank. We talk, obviously, about this pathological liar in the White House all the time that he tells lies that everyone knows are lies. Oh, by the way, by the way, he started telling the lie. We, did you hear this? Yes. We'll get to it. To Drew Barrymore, he started telling the lie about going to South Africa and getting arrested trying to see Nelson Mandela which he told for years, it got debunked over and over. And everyone knows it's a lie. It never happened. In fact, he admitted, I think, that it was a lie. But in his brain, in his calcified brain, it's still there. You know, this great story about trying to see Nelson Mandela. So he starts telling it and he caught himself. We'll play it, but let's get to Uncle Frank first because it's this has all the tells. You know, no joke, I'm serious. He's thinking long and hard. His father, his uncle, old war. I mean, he loves lying about war. He loves that. Stolen valor. He's a big fan of stolen valor. But he tells a story about his uncle Frank. And before he's done, there are people, not many, but there are people on uh, on on Twitter and the media who who fact check. And it was debunked in a matter of minutes. And but he's so emotional. And, and pensive and thoughtful. And it sounds like, you know, something that really stuck with him all these years. And it's totally made up. And you know that as you're listening to him, which makes it hilarious. But let's listen to, uh, let's listen to Joey tell you a story about Uncle Frank. Go ahead. You know, I, uh, my dad, when I got elected vice president, he said, Joey, Uncle Frank fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He was not feeling very well now, not because of the Battle of the Bulge, but he said, and he won the Purple Heart, and he never received it. He never, he never got it. Do you think you could help him get it? We'll surprise him. So he got him the Purple Heart. He had won it in the Battle of the Bulge. And I remember he came over to the house, and I came out, and he said, present it to him. Okay, we had the family there. I said, Uncle Frank, he won this, and I went to peace. He said, I don't want the damn thing. I'm serious. He said, I don't want it. I said, what's the matter, Uncle Frank? You earned it. He said, yeah, but the others died. The others died. I lived. I don't want it. <laughs> okay. Check down the, 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 the emotion, the, the just the... Uh, in, in his voice, the, the sentiment, you know, the nostalgia, it's all made up. Well, um, that's, that's, that's sick. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to lie and say, no, mom, I didn't, uh, you know, whatever. I didn't use your car. So I don't know what, to, <laughs> you know, I didn't uh, eat that cookie. I didn't. The, the biggest, last, the oh, biggest God, problem you know, though was people won't leave me alone. <laughs> it's just nonstop. I'm like, Jerry's the hottest thing in the streets. The, anyway. funny, the funniest part about Uncle Frank, though, is he died in 1999. <laughs> right. Uncle Frank died before he became vice president. That's all made up. And I don't want to nitpick, but you don't win the Purple Heart. No. You don't win it. You earn it. You get it. You're given it. You're awarded it. But you don't win the Purple Heart. I mean, just stupid. He's just so pathetic. Uncle Frank died before he became vice president. That was all made up. Just another one of these examples of... A guy, again, 80 years old, in Washington most of his life, coddled, enabled, protected by the media. So he's lied about everything from, you know, where he finished in his class in law school. He said he was top of the class, three degrees, all made up. You know, where he was going to go to Annapolis to play football, but, you know, Roger Staubach was there. He said he grew up in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. He said he grew up going to Temple. 
said he fought corn pop, said he got arrested trying to see Nelson Mandela, said he marched in the civil rights movement, all made up, said he drove 18 wheelers, just made up. He's a needy 12 year old kid trying to impress the other kids in school. That's what he is. And he's our president. But do we have also the one about going to Iraq and Afghanistan? And And he doesn't even try to keep his lies in some kind of perspective. Listen to him talk about how often he's been to Iraq and Afghanistan, our two war zones. And, you know, he was a senator and, and vice president for eight years, and he'd been there. But check out how many times he says he's been there. Go ahead. And, you know, uh, um, I think that there's a... Uh, I've been in and out, not as uh, obviously combatant, but in and out of Afghanistan, Iraq, and these areas... 38, 39 times. As not as president, only twice as president, but from the time I was a senator, but particularly when I was vice president. 38, 39 times to Iraq and Afghanistan. Has he even been there twice as president? I don't remember it, but... He's been there zero times since he's been president. 38, 39 times and twice as president. Just makes it up. I mean, honestly, they, 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 if, if that were Trump or even, you know, George Bush or whatever, John McCain, there'd be, you know, every network would have a thing, a fact check false and they'd have five Pinocchios and 38, 39 times. <laughs> Just what's the point of embellishing like that? Who does it impress? He says it's sick. It's a sickness. It's pathological that he has to lie. He's so needy. He needs your approval. All right, let's get to the uh, hard-hitting Drew Barrymore interview. I have not seen, I've seen a couple of clips for it. How long was the whole thing? Five minutes? I, I have no idea how long it was in total, but I have about five minutes worth of what stuff. Was that? What? Why Drew Barrymore? What does she even do? I don't even get this. Uh, she made 50 first dates and was in E.T. So. Oh, okay. Now so she's got some credentials. But again, I, I have no problem with Drew Barrymore. She's no different than Leslie Stahl. She's no different than Martha Raddatz. They're all just sycophants, and she's there to giggle with the president, just like same thing as uh, Leslie Stahl would be doing. But uh uh, we got a couple of really hilarious moments with these three sitting down, you know, before the holidays for a little casual chat with some uh, Hollywood actress. But uh, let's uh, let's uh, listen to some of it. Go ahead. I get. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the ramrod. It's a quick one, but it just sets the tone for everyone. Hey, that tell me what it. the funny part is here. It was funny. I could tell they're all laughing. But what the hell's funny? Go ahead. You can tell her anything. She's got a backbone like a ramrod. <laughs> Oh, she does. Uh, the funny what part was Drew's laugh. <laughs> what are you laughing? I don't even get it. Drew, Drew Barrymore is not aging well. You know, unlike you and me, she doesn't. I mean, she used to be. Uh, she's got a backboard backbone like a ramrod, and Drew Barrymore cracks up like Kamala Harris. I don't even get it. That's not a joke. No joke. What else you got from this uh, this interview? Let's go. This is a highlight. Twice in my life. Have I ever fallen in love? And both times where I knew immediately. I'm not joking. I know that sounds bizarre, but I, <laughs> I, I, I once asked her, I said, how can you, when she finally agreed to marry me, how can you marry me knowing how much I'd love my first wife? She said, because you love that deeply, you can love that way again. I'll never forget. And that made me realize. And by the way, you know how we finally got her to... Yeah, what was it? It was my boys, our boys, mm-hmm. were young. And they came in and said, Dad... And Hunt turned to Bo and said, Bo, you tell him. And no, you tell him, Hunt. And you finally said, what's the matter, guys? And Bo finally said, Dad, we're talking. We think we should marry Jill. <laughs> Swear to God. How old were they at this point? They were uh, f- six and seven. Yeah. But I, I had to ask her five times. I was the fifth time. I was in South Africa trying to see Nelson Mandela with the, we were trying, anyway, long story. I came home. Was he still in prison at that point? He was still in prison at that point. And I came back, got off the plane in Philadelphia, drove straight to her apartment, knocked on her, said, oh, Joe, come on in. I said, no. He said, you've got my Irish show. I said, I'm asking you one more time. And I said, you don't have to say when, but if. If you say no, I understand, and that's it. And I looked at her, I said, will you marry me? She goes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Swear to God. 
<laughs> you know, you know that's one hundred percent made up. You know, oh yeah. You know, there's not a grain grain of truth to that. You know, it's a hundred percent. Probably the dates, times, everything's wrong. But the funniest part there was when he started to tell the story, which he's made up and told for years about getting arrested, trying to see Nelson Mandela, which is a complete fabrication. And he caught himself. Maybe he's learning. He's learning. Or uh, uh, Jill's pinching his arm while he's talking. <laughs> not the Nelson Mandela story again. Not that. Yeah. You don't, you don't think a six-year-old Bo Biden was like, dad, we need to marry Jill. <laughs> yeah, we need, just, just totally made up. And what was, uh, you think, uh, <laughs> What was Hunter doing at the time? Hunter was probably uh, smoking candy cigarettes. <laughs> probably sniffing some of the house, the household cleaners. The bathroom. He had, he had warheads uh, before everyone else's age did. <laughs> uh, you got. Uh, we got a few more things to get to. I want to get to this Martha Raddatz sound because we've made this point. I've made this point of just how corrupt the media is and how in the tank. This is great evidence of how it works in Washington. Uh, we've seen it before. Obviously, we saw it with the Twitter dump and all the media, the mainstream outlets all colluded and said, you know, it's no big deal. Nothing burger. We've learned nothing. We knew all this. And they all kind of coordinated to try to downplay all these bombshell revelations that made their guy look bad uh, and and made them look bad. But Martha Rabbit Raddus is this old woman who used to be in Boston and she's she's just a total uh, partisan hack. But she goes and interviews Texas Governor Greg Abbott, and obviously the border is a as a crisis is a at a crisis point. Uh, the ju- uh, Judge Roberts uh, delayed the lifting of proposi- of uh, uh, Title Forty Two, so we don't get the fourteen thousand a day that Biden was hoping for yet. But it's coming. Uh, amazing number from uh, Bill Malusian and Fox. The city of El Paso has gotten 84,000 illegal immigrants in the last four months. They're all living on the, on the streets and on the sidewalks there. They've taken over the airport. They're living in the airport. You're like going to your gate and there's thousands of these people laying down with the blankets, sleeping, whatever else they're doing, living in the airport. That's uh, compassionate Joe Biden. That's what he's decided to do. Overrun the city of, I believe 600,000 with 84,000 strangers from Mexico, from all over the world. That's the city. That's the size of the city of Lawrence, Massachusetts dumped into the city of El Paso with no answers, no resources, no nothing. Just take them on someday. We, they will vote Democrats. So that's your job. You get (laughs) deal with it. It's obviously a crisis of Biden's making. It's obviously a national emergency, but the media got the memo. They're, they're going to blame uh, Abbott, DeSantis, and Trump. And you're not going to believe why. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't quite figure this out. I'm going, what is she saying? They're saying the same thing that Corrine Jean-Pierre was saying from the podium, that because Republicans are talking about the border being open, that's the clarion call to immigrants from around the world to come cross the border. Not because Biden opened the border and Biden announced the border was open when he was elected, but because Republicans are criticizing Biden for having an open border. I, I had to, I couldn't believe this. I read it and I said, I got to see this. She actually sits down with with uh, uh, Abbott and claims it's their fault for talking about the open border, which is open. That's straight from the White House. In case you were wondering, this is straight. This is, I don't know if it's an email, a text. This is straight from the White House. This is a marching order from her boss, Joe Biden, or might be Barack Obama, Kamala, I don't know. But this is what they told her to do. This is what, you're going to see it around, this is the new talking point. You're going to see it around some of these these frauds in the mainstream media. They're going to say, it's Trump's fault, DeSantis's fault, Abbott's fault, for telling the world that Joe Biden opened the border. But you got to, I had to see it to believe it. Go ahead, play it. I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, we have an open border, come on over. But people I have heard say it are you, our former President Trump, or Ron DeSantis. That message reverberates in Mexico and beyond. 
So they do get the message that it is an open border, and smugglers use all those kinds of statements. It was it was known for the time that Joe Biden got elected that Joe Biden supported open borders. Uh, it is known uh, by the cartels who have sophisticated information whether or not the Biden administration is going to enforce the immigration laws or not is known across the world, but most importantly, known among the cartels. That, 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 that's incredible. It really is. I mean, obviously, it's not surprising, but they go there, as we've seen from the video from Bill Malusian and Fox and a few others. It's just completely overrun. We've got the numbers. It's 7,000 a day. You know, El Paso's overrun. Eagle Pass. There's, it's just a, a, a national, it's, it's a crisis. And the media is going to say, it's your fault for talking about it. The border's open, but you're talking about it. You're blaming Biden and you're mentioning the border's open and we're being overrun. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, but it reveals a lot. It reveals a lot. But all right, let's get to a couple more things before we wrap this up. And I go on my tour of every Newsmax show there is. Um, Let's do this main wire story because this is our uh, friend. Uh, you want to hit Shay? Uh, yeah, we'll do Shay and then we'll get to this main <laughs> main wire story and New York Post story. And uh, then we'll uh, show you the video of Willie McGinnis and why Willie McGinnis is going to be a lot poorer in a few, soon than he is today. And we'll show you why. But first, this is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shay Concrete? Has a huge selection of precast concrete steps. Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen, and when they're done, your house looks better, and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shay's precast concrete steps at shayconcrete.com, and, by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shay Concrete. Well, get on shakeconcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at shakeconcrete.com. Today's show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. It's that time of year. It's time to start thinking about the holidays, thinking about Christmas. And this is how you make it easy. You go to MyPillow.com. You can get the standard MyPillow, normally $69.98 for only $19.98. With code word Jerry, MyPillow is made in the USA. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on, and it makes a great Christmas gift. Get it now and support this show and strike back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't available in big box stores and you know why, but you can get factory direct pricing. If you order from mypillow.com using code word, Jerry, not only can you get the pillows, you can get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free half off of slippers. They have the greatest slippers in the world. Six piece towel set, regular one Oh nine 99, just 39 99 with code word, Jerry over 150 products at mypillow.com. Check it out. It really makes Christmas shopping easy. Just go to mypillow.com and use promo code Jerry. All right, this uh, uh, this file under not, uh, I, I'm going to file these two stories under not there, not Maine, not the New York Post. This is uh, this trend, very disturbing, very alarming, destructive trend is spreading. It is metastatizing. And I'm talking about the uh, trans trend. This is from Maine. This is from our friend Steve Robinson, who runs Maine Wire and uh, does a good job. He's, he's rattling some cages up there. Um, a Damascata, that's a town in Maine, a Damascata man, mom, demanded the resignation of several public schools officials at a school board meeting following her discovery that a school social worker had begun 
secretly transitioning her 13-year-old daughter's gender. That's happening in Maine. They're secret, and, he, and Robinson does a good job of introducing you to the social worker, this creep, this, this, this Sam Britton wannabe. <laughs> uh, in an emotionally charged address to the school board, Amber Levine said a central Lincoln uh, County school system social worker at Great Salt Bay Community School provided a chest binder to her daughter, a gender transitioning device. The employee encouraged the young girl to keep secret from her parents. You know what? Here's, here's the bottom line here. And uh, the, uh, the social worker's name is Samuel Roy, and he is a creep. And he's trying to transition this girl to a boy behind her parents' back. Uh, and a chest binder, it's insane. It's sick. It just presses in your, your breasts and makes you look like a, a boy. It doesn't, you know, solve anything. I can't imagine someone saying, here's a good idea. Let's crush in your breasts and you'll feel better about yourself. You'll feel like your true self. Well, if you think that's insane, then you agree with most people. And the, the idea that a school, someone employed by the, by the town would provide this for a child behind mom's back is sick. Here's the way I look at it, the way I look at all these things. If this guy, this creep, Sam Roy, were not working at the school, if he were hanging around the playground or hanging around the, the soccer field or the mall and met this girl, we don't have her name, but Amber Levine's daughter, if he met her, and said, hey, I got something for you. Here's a chest binder. Make you feel like a boy. He'd get arrested, wouldn't he? I mean, if not beaten, he'd get arrested. He'd be on a, 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 a list of sexual deviants. Mm -hmm. how, is it, how is it possible this is happening in the school and who is okaying it? Who is looking the other way? This stuff is sick, sick. We've gotten to the point where I mean, doing it in rural Maine. Well, hopefully, hopefully uh, he does get fired, you know, uh, charged, convicted, because this is insane. I and, and does it make you look at that? Chest binders are medical devices used to flatten the appearance of breasts of females who are uncomfortable with the appearance of their chest. Have you ever thought of getting one of these, Ironhead? No, I'm just going to do push-ups. Now, just, just, you know, be your true self. The devices can cause back pain, skin irritation, infections, and exaggerate underlying health conditions, even when worn properly. You know what? The next step was going to be puberty blockers, going to be uh, testosterone, was going to be talking to a surgeon. This, this movement is just utter madness, and it's time to push back. And every day I get a little more uh, discouraged. This was yesterday, New York Post, last night. New York Post, see if you can throw up that story. Protesters, this is a headline. There's a drag queen story hour in New York with drag queens. These are creepy men who dress as women, mock women, have, you know, ridiculously, you know, crazy hair, makeup, big breasts, and they like to creep on children. We've seen the video from a thousand different places. It's, it's disgusting. They did it. In, they had one in New York, a drag drag queen story hour event over the weekend in New York, in Manhattan, at a library for children. Again, men mocking women, men as a caricature of women, reading to children and and make and sexualizing the whole thing. We've seen the videos. Anyway, headline: New York Post protesters spewed pure hatred and bigotry outside Manhattan Library hosting. Drag story hour. The whole story is about, I mean, I have the lead. A group of protesters spewed pure hate and bigotry outside a Manhattan library that was hosting drag queen uh, drag story hour, but failed to stop the story time for neurodiversive children. So now they're not content to creep on little kids. They want to creep on autistic little kids. And the paper that I, I mean, I would understand if this were the New York Times, they're big proponents of of uh, sexualizing children, but this is the New York post. I, I could, I read the whole story. Couldn't believe it. They got totally ratioed on Twitter for this because their readers don't want to see this stuff. Uh, opposite. They have, they mentioned the, the people who are protesting today. I witnessed pure hatred and bigotry at the public library in, inside. I witnessed a loving pe peaceful reading of children's books to kids. 
okay, by whom? Why, why, why do you want drag queens? Why not get, I don't know, veterans? Why not get retired people? Why not get, you know, just some nice old lady to read to the kids? Why do you want a man pretending to be a woman and, and sexualizing the whole thing? Opposite the foul mouth group, a band of counter protesters sang, thank God for drag queens and formed a human chain in front of the library's entrance to block the anti-LGBTQ demonstrators. Why are they anti-LBGQ? They're just against drag queens getting close to kids. There's nothing to do with LBGDQ unless it's you making it making it about that. This is insane, and it's it has to stop. That's my thought. All right, do we have time for uh, Willie McGinnis? Uh, quick, let me do this this Stanford thing quickly because it's hilarious. This is Stanford again. You know, you say, is that really happening there? Stanford used to be considered one of the elite universities. And you would think, you know, using language, proper language would be part of your experience at Stanford, but no, they're going full George Orwell. They want to control the language. Stanford University published an index of harmful language. It plans to eliminate eliminate from the school's websites and computer code, offering terms to be used as replacements. And they got a bunch of uh, examples, but this is... uh, uh, there are 10 harmful language sections outlined in the index, ableist, ageism, colo- colonialism. Uh, check this out. Among the words the university urges people to avoid in the imprecise language section is the term American. American. People are instead asked to use U.S. citizen because American typically refers to people from the United States only, thereby insinuating that the U.S., is the most important country in the Americas. <laughs> they don't like that term because it insinuates that America is the most important country. And we all know the most important country is uh, Belize, right? In the America. I mean, what the? They, have, they wanted to avoid the word abort, you know, and to use cancel or end instead because of moral concerns about abortion. So you're not aborting a child, you're canceling the child. <laughs> they would like you to know. It just gets funnier from there. You don't want to use terms like handicapped parking or died by suicide. Instead of died by suicide, you must use committed suicide. What the hell is the, does that matter? You don't want to use blind review, tone deaf, or, or addict. Instead, use person with a substance abuse disorder. I'd say addict is a nice short term. And of course, they they don't want no longer use want to use the terms black hat, black mark, or black sheep. Oh, that's Stanford. All right, quickly before we go, let's look at Willie McGinnis, former Patriot, <laughs> is in trouble, and he should be. I'm, he deserves everything coming his way because he is just. I used to think he was a pretty smart guy, pretty well spoken guy. What a moron! He does this on camera. He and what four or five buddies beat up somebody in a diner. And Willie takes a bottle to his head on camera, gets arrested. He's charged with a felony. He's in big trouble. Can you play the video? They just, one guy sitting there, he gets up out of his seat and they just start pummeling him. One, two, three, how many people? Four or five? Four or five. Yeah. And a full diner. The place is full and people are just falling all over the place and they keep keep pounding him. And Willie, where does he take the bottle here? Right there. Right there. Willie, oh, Willie bashes him on. They kick him. They just beat the crap out of this guy on camera. And I'm sure the guy's got some cuts and bruises, but he's got some some money coming to him. Maybe some Patriot memorabilia, like it's signed jerseys and helmets and stuff. But it's going to cost you, Willie, and it should. You are such a fool. I mean, don't people think nowadays, I might be on camera here. I might. This might look bad. This looks real bad. You're not just a punk. Whose pants fall down, by the way? Who's that? That's Willie's. He's hitting them right now at the bottle. And oh, they, there it is. Right. That's they, Willie. We get to see his ass. Get to see his ass, which is appropriate. But Looks uh, like he could still play. <laughs> and he's going to lose his job. He has an easy, cushy job in NFL Network. He's going to throw it all away to be a badass. Yeah, all right. I, really, I want to know what we, that guy did so bad. We uh, yeah well I know we're gonna find out why don't you re- why don't you research that now that you're done with the Megan and Harry maybe we'll get that from you tomorrow we'll do the full review of the Megan and Harry documentary 
on uh, Netflix. Ironhead's watching all. He's taking notes. He's going to report to us. But uh, uh, credit to the Detroit Pistons. When uh, Kyrie Irving stepped to the free throw line, they put up a big happy Hanukkah thing with a with a menorah on the board. The team did that. I love that. That's great. That's nice. That's funny. That's appropriate. Good for the Pistons. But uh, we'll leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening. Thanks you, Ironhead. Check me out on, on Newsmax all day, all night for like the next three days. I'm going to be on every show and I'll be changing my shirt, but I will not be you know, showering or anything. But you can see me there. Just look at, you know, just Google it. Newsmax, what number are you? You'll find it. It's uh, it's worth watching. But anyway, thanks to everybody. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.